from the TWU Local 591 Union Hall. It's the Local 591 podcast with local president Gary Scheibel. Join Gary and his guests as they discuss topics that impact and affect the careers and lives of union members. Take it away, Gary. Hello, and welcome to the TWU Local 591 Podcast. I'm Gary Scheibel, your host and local president. Um, today we're going to discuss the company's proposal on aircraft maintenance scope as it pertains to our 591 members in line maintenance. And most of all, what your future bids will look like and what your shift choices on those bids will be if the company's proposal were to be voted on and enacted. My um, guests today are TWU Local 591 Vice President Pete Caruso and Title I Aircraft Maintenance Executive Board member Russ Dittmer. Pete has been researching the bids throughout the 591 represented stations and is here today to give us the results of his research. And Russ, as the Aircraft Maintenance Executive Board member, is elected to represent the Title I membership and deal with the impact of such scope language would have on him. Welcome to the podcast, Pete and Russ. Thank you. Welcome. Thanks, Gary. Thanks for having us. Okay, so gentlemen, Doug Parker has stated numerous times and even more, more recently in the well, at the State of the Airline address and also um, in Phoenix that not only are we going to have the best contract in the industry, it's, it's going to be far and away, and this is his words, far and away industry leading in every measure or will be. To me, when I think of far and away the industry leading in every measure, uh, to me that means no concessions, and I'm sure you gentlemen would agree, no concessions, no job loss not being forced off a desirable shift because that that to me is a concession going backwards on the seniority list um that is a concession but you know based on what doug says i mean his kind of talk wants me to bring back a contract to be voted on and where i envision you know a membership that would want to vote this contract in by well over 90 percent and those who want to retire get to retire and the rest of us well we get to move into the positions that they vacate but that's not the case in what they posted in their proposal on JetNet. And as I've stated on an earlier podcast on Retiree Medical, the land of made-for-TV town hall-style negotiations far differs than the reality of negotiations at the bargaining table with this company. This isn't a reality TV show whereby we can just throw stuff, I'm going to keep this G-rated, and tell the, or tell the employees, our members, what they want to hear and not be accountable for their statements. These negotiations about are about people's lives, our members' lives, and how this contract the company is proposing will destroy many lives. In this podcast today, we're going to describe the impact of the line maintenance proposal by the company in detail, as we have in the past in membership meetings, but I want to reiterate what we stated on the, at the membership meetings in the past. Pete is here, and uh, I want to start with him the uh, the company is demanding some very critical and massive concessions of our membership here at local 591 um, those being shifting of aircraft movements from aircraft maintenance to fleet service or potentially a vendor um, not necessarily fleet service a also percentage wise nearly doubling the amount of foreign line maintenance outsourcing compared to the shameful amount of outsourcing already done the elimination of avionics as it does not exist in their proposal. And for our Title II folks, they just want to decimate you. As we've said many times, and we're witnessing on a daily basis with what we see going outside the country, American is American in name only. They're truly un-American. 
for this podcast, we're only going to deal with the company demands on aircraft movements, the elimination of and the elimination of avionic positions, and how many jobs we'll lose. In addition, just so everybody's aware, um, with the near doubling of the uh, cap for foreign maintenance, that means 550,000 man hours. That is the equivalent of 260 full-time line mechanics. That's the equivalent of many of our stations combined. I'm going to ask Pete to take us through the number of jobs that AA is demanding go away by eliminating the aircraft movements for starters. And remember, these are the jobs that survived even the bankruptcy. So Pete, what is the number of jobs in the bigger stations that you're able to identify that they are looking to eliminate? Well, in looking at all the looking at all the bids from around the system, um, it's it's incredible about how, how many jobs we have out there, how many moves we actually accomplish uh, out there. So in in total, we have 475 positions uh, between nine of the biggest uh, cities between DFW, JFK, LAX, LaGuardia, Miami, ORD, SFO, and St. Louis. So we have 475 total positions, uh, uh, those positions that are, that are dedicated just to move aircraft. Uh, so that's possibly 16% of our, our total membership in the line. Wow. And what, what shifts would these jobs primarily be on? Well, to give you an example, uh, if we take DFW, uh, we have days, uh, we have 47 position on days and 47 position on, on, on afternoons and, and, and none on nights. If we look at a, a place like LAX, we have 50 on days, 51 in afternoons, and 42 on nights. So I would say the majority of positions are on days and afternoons. Premium shifts. Premium shifts, premium jobs that have obviously senior members in these jobs. This kind of makes me recall a conversation. I know you two gentlemen were at this station with me um, when it was when a manager, station manager, um, it's going back a couple months ago, stated that he was directed by the line maintenance vice president to compile what the bid would look like without the moves. So at this particular station, and I'm not going to name the station, but those of you in the West Coast could probably figure it out. Um, at this particular station, he stated that he intended to close the hangar on day and afternoon shift once these jobs were taken away from aircraft maintenance because there would be no aircraft moves done by aircraft maintenance and per his boss's orders, we're going to take those jobs, shut down the first floor, shut down the hangar on days and afternoons, and we're going to put those jobs on midnight shift. And reason being... That will force more people to leave this company. Russ, do you have any comments on that? Yeah, I was there, and it was it was not only it disgusted me, but frankly, the manager in question, he didn't have any problem with doing this. He actually was smiling as he said it. And Pete, I know you were there that day too. Yeah, um, remember it very distinctly. So when we made the comment, because I was I was looking at the bid that was on the board there. Uh, before I went to go talk to him, and uh, it seemed so lopsided. We had, you know, at the terminal, we only had like five positions, uh, five people on shift for the amount of flights, and we made the comment of, why do we have almost everybody on on night shift, and 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 uh, all the all the days and afternoon shift positions are seem like they're going away, and that's why he started carrying on about it. I'm going to use the word repulsive was my feeling after hearing what he said that day. Um, but it's, it's kind of what we're getting used to with, uh, since this merger with this new management group. 
let's get a little deeper into the data and uh, as I, I done in the past podcasts you know I suggest that the members follow along and in this case so Pete where the data that you're looking at can they find that on JetNet on the bulletin boards absolutely if you go to uh, all the all the bids are posted uh, all the bids for all the all the uh, big cities are posted um, you could see the uh, uh, the biggest cities DFW JFK LAX LaGuardia Miami or DSFO in St. Louis uh, have dedicated people uh, to move the aircraft. And the smaller cities, um, uh, hard to quantify, but the RAMTs get pulled off their job to go move airplanes, and then when they're done moving airplanes, they go back. So it's easier to look and see, uh, you know, you can tell if you look at the DFW bid, you can see that, you know, 47 positions are on days and 47 on afternoons, approximately 94 total, uh, which would be about 12% of, of the membership there. Uh, Miami has uh, several tow crews, and uh, you're talking about 16 on days, 24 on afternoons, and 16 on nights. Total of 56, uh, which would be 9% of the of the membership. So we're talking about total between all these uh, cities, 475 positions lost, uh, which is 16% of, of of the membership. So, and so that's just and that's just the dedicated positions let alone the one-offs on daily basis where they pull a guy out of the workload to actually taxi an aircraft because they have more than normal. But for maybe for this exercise, it is worthwhile. Let's, let's go through the nine so stations that you actually have. Okay, so we start out with the, with the, with the highest number of, of dedicated moves, which would be LAX. We have a total of 142 positions, 50 on days, 51 on afternoons, and 42 on nights, which is... 37% of the membership, and that's, that's a lot of positions to, to, to lose. Our second biggest would be ORD, which have a total of 90 uh, positions, with 30 on days, 30 on afternoons, and 30 on nights, which would be 19% of the membership uh, in ORD. Uh, I'm talking about uh, AMT. And then uh, SFO, we would have 11 on days, 11 on afternoons, and, and uh, the, no one dedicated on nights, but we know we have a lot of move on nights. Uh, and that would be approximately 16%. Uh, the uh, JFK, we got the eight on days, ten on afternoons, and eight on nights, which would be 26 total, seven percent of the membership. And see, I, I did say DFW. Um, let's see, and St. Louis, we have uh, seven on days, seven on afternoons, seven on nights, would be total of 21, which is 14 percent of, of, of the membership. So, it's uh, LaGuardia. We have dedicated people, even though it's not on the bid. We had six on days, six on afternoons, and ten on nights which would be 21% uh, of the membership there. Wow, that, that is devastating. What would the junior person seniority roughly be in Miami after the loss of these jobs? Well, we're, we're talking about days or afternoons, premium shift would be about 98 and up. Okay, and maybe Russ, you can answer, what would that kind of loss mean for folks in Chicago? No one with under 25, maybe 26 years would be on days or afternoons. Okay, and I can tell you from Working in Dallas, looking at those numbers, um, and knowing the situation as it is today, you're talking at least 30 years to get on days and afternoon or afternoon shift if those jobs would go away. I mean, the easy way for the rest of the folks out there is just take a look at your bid and remove those positions and then place them in seniority order as uh, if they intended, you know, somebody that was displaced from a move crew intended to remain on days or afternoon shift, 
and the way we do is you look at the general assumption that those on days will do whatever they need to do to remain on days and those on afternoon shift will do whatever they do need to do to remain on afternoon shift um, and then the eventual bump is back to midnight so take a look at that and then you can extract the data yourself even the small stations a little difficult to extrapolate how many people are dedicated to moves but those in those stations um, you know exactly what's uh, being done in those stations and remove those positions from the bid and take a look and see what the bid would look like if the company were to get their proposal voted on and voted through so the second part is the removal of avionics um, it's or elimination of avionics rather um, the company has not proposed to have any avionics going forward with the JCBA. Uh, we've seen time and time again at station after station where they are trying to eliminate avionics uh, in our current agreement. So it's pretty fair to say that going forward they would want to eliminate avionics everywhere, especially since they're not proposing to have avionics in our scope. Pete, you did some research on avionics and... Uh, Let's, let's hear what the, what the numbers are in avionics. So, so when I took these numbers, I, we were going by what the company told us that they, that they weren't going to be backfilling avionics as people left. They, they weren't going to be replacing them. They've, they've come off that position and they have been putting some people in avionics. I know DFW got some. Pro. So these are just rough numbers and, and, and some, some of these numbers are, uh, are not uh, including those backfills. But so, so, so in DFW, we'd have a total of 92... Uh, avionics. Uh, I know they they did have they did add some so add some over there. Uh, so right now 36 on days, 26 on afternoons, and 30 on nights. So be a total of 12 percent there. Uh, JFK, that uh, six on days, six on afternoons, and 20 on nights. Total of 8 percent. LAX we have uh, 11 on days, 11 on afternoons, 26 on nights. Uh, total of 48, 12 percent there. Um, LaGuardia, we had uh, two on days, two on afternoons, and 13 on nights. Uh, total 15% of the membership there. Uh, Miami has a total of 12%, 23 on days, 17 on afternoons, and 32 on nights. ORD, we're at nine, nine on days, nine on afternoons, and 18 on nights. Uh, total of 8% of the membership. St. Louis, uh, we have two, uh, two on days, one on afternoons, and four on nights, which would be a total of 5%, which which would total 304 positions right now. 304 positions. And let, let's, let's go a little deeper into that now. How these things typically work, as we've all seen through the bids through the years, is uh, you know those positions might show up as general on the first bid, and then next thing you know, a couple more positions get eliminated from the general ranks now that the avionic guys are now generals. I'm kind of like to see what Russ's view is on this. Well, avionics is a specialty. It's something that is needed simply because technology is advancing faster than the general population could keep up with. And when you have a smaller group that are more well-trained and experienced on those systems, they're more proficient at it. Our argument is very simple. We believe it's a value to both the membership and to the company. The simple way to keep avionics send avionics out on avionics jobs. When they cut a couple of avionics guys and put them into the general, they're now general mechanics. Don't send them out on avionics jobs. Continue down that path and the company will realize through operational issues that they need those avionics people. 
but if we can't help them with that problem. Looking at the job losses combined, and this is where when you listen to a Doug Parker or Robert Isom or Stephen Johnson, you need to pay attention to exactly what they're saying. Here's a pretty well documented case of 475 jobs that they are looking to eliminate in aircraft movements, but they're not going to tell you that. As the manager that we talk with, he's going to make your life uh, pretty much a living hell by sending longtime employees back to midnight shift to force you to quit. 265 jobs could be eliminated by going to South America. And then 304 jobs would be eliminated by the elimination of avionics. So that totals 1,044 jobs in line maintenance that they're looking to eliminate. The part that this membership, Local 591, needs to understand real clearly is that the 475 jobs are Local 591 jobs. Okay, so... Um, the IAM with, with the U.S. Air folks uh, dealt with this years ago through their bankruptcy. That's how they took away these moves. Ours survived our bankruptcy. Now they want to take it while they're making billions. The avionics jobs. Yes, there are some avionics on the U.S. Airways side, but the bulk of them are on the American side in this local. The 265 jobs that would be going to South America, that might be spread out more equally between us and say the IAM side but the vast majority of these jobs and I'm talking probably 80% of the jobs I'm talking about going away would be local 591 jobs good and most of them good premium shift jobs on that note I do want to thank Pete for doing the research here today um, very important facts have you given to our members well gentlemen that's going to be our show for today but before we go I'm going to ask both of you if you have any last comments. So we'll start with Pete. Yeah, I, I, I could say uh, years years ago from, from working in Miami, uh, we fought hard to get, get the moves back to aircraft maintenance. Uh, we, as, as you know, we move the planes professionally. We do a lot of moves. Our guys take care of business. Our guys make sure the planes are out there on time. We... Many times, if uh, the aircraft needs needs some kind of attention, we've got height leaks or whatever it is, we do the walkarounds. You know, we move these planes professionally, and 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 not only in Miami, but but all all the cities. And and it, it would be a shame for us to, to lose this work. You know, we have a lot of a lot of guys that are, that take pride in, in in moving aircraft. We move aircraft safely, and uh, we provide the aircraft there at the, to the gate on time. So, uh, we we need to keep our work. And Russ, any last comments? I got one last thing to say, and that's Gary started out by explaining that Doug Parker and some of the other executives said that this uh, JCBA was going to be industry-leading. And I hope after you listen to these numbers, you realize clearly that this is an industry-misleading contract that they're pushing. Okay. Well, and uh, thank you, Pete, uh, for being here today. Thanks for the research. Thank you, Gary. Um, most importantly, thank you for giving the facts to our membership. Russ, appreciate you being here. The commentary. Glad to. That will be our podcast for today. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back soon with a new podcast. As a reminder on, on this type of subject, if we don't fight, we can't win. So it's time for our members to start fighting. 
Um, as always, work safe, work in accordance with all the rules, regulations, and FARs, and most of all, stay safe. For more information about TWU Local 591, go to local591.com. To comment on this or any of our podcasts, email us at info at local591.com. You can listen, download, and stream episodes of Local 591 Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, your favorite Android podcaster, or your RSS feed-enabled browser. Local 591 podcast episodes are also available to stream and download from our website, local591podcast.com forward slash podcast. Music provided under license by pond5.com. The Local 591 podcast is produced and engineered by Tommy Ingle. 